we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Power Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm your host, Simone Roche, and this is our path to power season. We're always talking about using your power for good. We're always talking about the fact that no two people have the one same path. And so this is the perfect solution. We're going to have our series and our season talking about the inspirational people featuring on this year's Future and Power Lists. They are change makers, trailblazers. They're making a difference from in and from their communities by challenging the norm and creating more inclusive cultures. And I love the fact that we can learn so much and we can pass that knowledge on and get all of that inspiration and advice to derive, whether it's your profession, your career, your personal goals. It's all about you. Um, And I'm delighted to welcome this week's guest, Yolanda Duff, who's the founder and CEO of TMI Lifestyle, which focuses on providing businesses with the tools they need to be truly inclusive. And she does this through her offline and online EDI workshops, as well as consultancy, and also hosts the TMI Lifestyle podcast, where she and her guests help young entrepreneurs gain insight and grow towards their business goals. Uh, Yolanda is the PR director and works to upskill young women in entrepreneurship through gamified workshops. Yolanda took home the Startup National Series Graduate Business of the Year Award and, of course, was featured on this year's Future List. What a bio. Yolanda, welcome to the podcast. Oh, hi, someone. Thank you so much for having me. Your organisation is called TMI Lifestyle. Tell us about it. Tell it what it stands for. Okay, so TMI and TMI Lifestyle stands for the Millennial Introvert. So it's the millennial introvert lifestyle. And basically, um, I wanted to, at the time that I started the business, it was based in supporting young entrepreneurs on their entrepreneurship journey. I was like, what resonates with this crop of business owners that I resonate with? And I was like, "We're, we're millennials. There's this big introvert community of people who redefine um what an introvert is so at the time it was you know we were still going out we we're still having fun but then there was talk of you know this concept of like a social battery where you although you do go outside and enjoy other people's company you're still introverted in that you need time to energize by yourself and recharge by yourself so i was like yes this is me this is what i stand for i'm the millennial introvert So I put that together, that was my phrase, and I was like, okay, TMI Lifestyle. And then I started off by building the TMI Lifestyle Toolkit, which was the tools that young business owners needed to set them off on that entrepreneurship journey and get them going in that steed. But then eventually I also stepped into the world of EDI uh, and value add course creation as well. So that's what I also do currently. Wow. And, you know, I think people might be surprised listening to this and seeing how, you know, hearing how confident you are to that you are a self confessed introvert, aren't you? I am, yes. <laughs> people find it 
hard to accept when I say that because when you meet me, I'm never gonna present as like shy and unassuming and quiet. Like that's that's not gonna be it. Like even now, the little microphone thing is always on red because I'm so <laughs> I'm so loud. But like 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 I say, for me, the definition that I hold for introvert is that although I can be up out front and I can get involved and I can you know bring people in and shine when it's my time to shine and have those moments uh I also still need like then two days inside the house with no contact to recharge so yeah I, I am a bit of a weird dichotomy <laughs> but you know you're not Eddie you are you and I think this is you know that this series is all about the path to power and the 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 the, the journey that you get to find your own power and to share your own power and I know one of your special powers is the fact you specialize in equality diversity and inclusion that's one of your passions isn't it it is yeah so um in 2020 that was my first sort of time stepping into the world of equality, diversity and inclusion. I'd heard about it obviously and businesses that I'd been and I'd worked with before, you know, they had their CSR, they had their EDNI, but then we all know twenty twenty really made a lot of businesses reaffirm their commitment to EDNI. So the business that I was working at, at the time, they were also part of that and they asked me to help them out. Uh, in their strategy for their EDNI going forward. I was like, yeah, sure, definitely. I'd love it. <laughs> and from doing that, I actually ended up big, making my um, flagship workshop, which is Bring Your Full Self to Work. And it was all about the blockers that stop minority groups bringing their full self to work every day and being who they are in the workplace every day. And that workshop actually ended, be, ended up being the fastest selling workshop that that business had at the time. I ended up having to do, I think it was like two or three extra extra slots to cover demand. And from that, I was like, okay, you know, there's, there's something here. Like people seem to believe in what I'm talking about. I believe in what I'm talking about. It's resonating with people when I'm saying it. So maybe there is something in it for me to take this further and that's how I started bolstering my own knowledge outside of my lived experience of EDI and putting together these um, training sessions and these workshops these webinars these virtual classrooms to you know help pass on that knowledge and help people further their understanding and commitment to EDI as well and, and you talk about lived experience is is that experience of you know have you experienced like prejudice because of your race or gender? Sadly, most definitely, multiple times uh, throughout the years. I remember the, I actually remember, and it's quite sad, <laughs> thinking about it, but I remember the first time I experienced racism in the UK. So I was born in Guyana, um, in South America, but Guyanese people will say that we're Caribbean because that's how our culture aligns. So I was born in the Caribbean. I moved here with my family when I was 11. And I remember, so we moved to here we got here on the Saturday, then I had the Sunday to fix the the time difference, the time zone um, effects on me, the five hour difference, so we slept all day. And then on the Monday I started school, I remember a Monday coming home from school was the first time I got spat on. So three days into, I'm the 11 year old me, I was 11 at the time, so three days into life in the UK, that was the, literally the first time. Yeah, I had the my first racist experience and sad to say that hasn't been the only time throughout my lifetime so yeah lived experience I I definitely know what I'm talking about about bias and prejudice and how does your 
now Yolanda and your 11-year-old Yolanda overcome that? Well, I don't, I don't know what 11-year-old Yolanda... I think 11-year-old Yolanda just put that under the carpet and moved on with life. I don't think I ever interrogated that um, when I was younger. But now I'm definitely confident enough and self-assured enough in myself that when I know that that's what's happening or that's the cause or it's unconscious bias or, you know, just overt racism... I am comfortable enough in calling that out and I only now surround myself with people who are active allies. So if I'm out with people, I know that they're going to have my back, whether it's because they're having the same lived experience as me or they are allies to minority groups and helping them overcome the downsides of their lived experience. So those are the ways I overcome it is I address it myself and I make sure that people around me aren't, you know, head in the sand pretending it doesn't exist. You know, we advocate for each other. And and you talk about, you know, the, the success that you had with the, the programmes that you were creating. Do you think more organisations are waking up to the power of equality, diversity and inclusion or EDI? Definitely, because also I think they're understanding now what they have to gain as well from it. Like on the flip, on one side, it's a nice... Um, a nice gesture, I'm not sure if I'm picking the right word there, but it's a nice gesture to minority groups to say, hey, I see you, I understand the hurdles that you have to be who you truly are, especially at work, and you're going to be at work for most of your adult life, so you need to, you know, feel included in that environment. So let's make sure that this is a safe place for you to be and feel seen and feel heard. That's one side of it. But then also I think a lot of employers are understanding that this is far more than tokenism because a diverse workplace brings them so much more value. And I think the stats say that um, diverse work environments have profit margins that are things like 32% higher than the ones that don't. So the numbers speak for themselves. Like when you diversify an environment, whether it's based on you know, whatever protected characteristic or other characteristic, you're getting value because you're getting rebel ideas, um, you're getting black box thinking, you're getting the sentiments that don't just fall into an echo chamber of people who look like you and think like you and bring the same voice and same um, concepts to the table every time. You're going to get people who don't look like you, don't think like you, don't have the same lived experiences. You so can see things from a different angle and bring that innovation, bring that change and bring the stuff that will set you apart from your competitors and make it worthwhile. So, yeah. And there's no such, there's no one path, there's no one solution, is there? There's no one kind of, here you go, we're going to unlock all the solutions and all the answers to what good ED&I looks like. There is no one size fits all solution, is there? But what, are there any kind of transformations that you've seen out there of organisations that you've worked with or individuals that you work for that you've gone, you know what, I am literally high-fiving myself because something so simple has really made change within that organisation? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the biggest one for me is the first organization that I ever did my um the fashion bring your full self to work uh workshop in because the feedback from that one was just phenomenal so many people were writing to me saying hey never knew this at all never considered any of this and um you've given me enough information that I can take this away and carry on my own personal learning which is the thing that 
I I most try towards. I I want to have my modules be in such a way that people can digest them, but then also it's enough information for them to go away and continue learning about very specific things that are stopping, you know, minority groups bringing their full selves to work. I also build my workshops in a way that allow the conversation to happen and flow without anybody feeling blamed or attacked or being asked to take on their shoulders, you know, the guilt of whatever has happened to whoever in the past. Like, that's not how I start the conversation. So I think that also allows it to flow and make people, you know, sit up and engage instead of, oh, you know, I've just been told I have to come to this mandatory (laughs) session that I don't want to be here. It's like, no, like, sit into the fold and bring your opinion and ask the awkward questions that you might think is awkward, but... I am opening up myself to answering honestly and truthfully for you because you really want to know and engage on this. It, it is literally, it, it is walking the walk of the title of your, your workshop, isn't it? It's bringing yourself in. Don't be a passenger. Don't just tick a box on this, but be present and be you and ask the questions. Ask the questions that you think you can't ask or you shy away from because you're frightened of saying the wrong thing or something like that, you know. Um, let's get back to introvert. Yolanda, uh, you know, you host a podcast, you help your entrepreneurs on their business journeys. What are the most common challenges that young entrepreneurs face in the early days of starting their businesses? I think universally, all entrepreneurs will go through a stage where they have to figure out the big picture. They really have to figure out all of the little... So you might have the best concept or idea or product ever. and You really want to bring that to market. But there is so much more to business before you can take your product to market that I think it's in that space where a lot of young businesses fail. So when you have to start looking at things like setting up your trademark, um, deciding what type of company you want to be, whether you want to be a limited company, a sole trader, yada, 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 whatever. Do you want to have non-exec directors on a board to help you along how are you going to build this website? Are you going to build it yourself or are you going to eat the cost and hire somebody to do it for you? How are you going to market this? Where are you going to get funding from? Like all of those back office things, I think I've come to find from my own experience and from dealing with other young entrepreneurs is those are the hurdles, it's the beforehand hurdles that actually can snuff out a really bright idea or a concept. So that's what uh, I'm actually working on um program at the minute to actually address those concerns for young entrepreneurs and it also addresses intersectionality for those young entrepreneurs so things that stop people feeling supported enough for them to continue on this journey like young lgbtq plus um entrepreneurs like one of the hurdles they have is that they're the only they're usually the only lgbtq plus person in their family especially their immediate family so that isolation when you can't talk about the unconscious bias you're facing because the rest of your family aren't facing unconscious bias based on their sexuality but you are so then that support system might not be there for you and your immediate family or your immediate friends because you're the only person that is of lgbtq plus status in those environments like those types of hurdles how do you get past that how do you find a community of people who understand of you know other lgbtq plus entrepreneurs well okay 
let's put you in touch with the network so you can build those friendships to have that support group of people who understand. That's the program that I'm building of it's going to cover all of the calling back office hurdles that young entrepreneurs face that will help them understand them first of all and then give them the practical tools that they need to then overcome it regardless of what minority group they fall into. And it can be that shared learning content, you know, and and, and finally, the path to power that this uh, this series is about. You know, we talk about using your power for good. And I know you volunteer for Girls in Charge. I know you're massively passionate about um, working with Cheshire and Warrington Lab. You're passionate about being uh, a northerner. Uh, why is it so important to use your power for good and give back? What do you get out of it? I think for me, um, it's, it's very it's very easy to give back when you hold it, you know, in your heart and inside that there's enough for everybody. So I think some people might struggle to give back because they think, oh, I need to grab what I want and reach my goals and not let giving back stop me from getting as far as I want to reach. But it's like actually no, like the more you hold that door open and the more you give back you end up with actually a stronger community, a stronger network. And it's just good karma. (laughs) It's just good to hold the door open and share your knowledge and let other people and give other people some of the insights and tools that you needed to get as far as you are so that they can get as far as they want to get. It's nice. I know, and we're so passionate about that. We do our power-ups every single month, you know, and they're, they're absolutely guided around that, that that principle of, you know, using your power for good and giving back, paying forward. But I always know, and we do those monthly sessions that are open for all. So whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're at the middle part of your career, whether you're an undergrad, whether you're still working out what it is, I think I might be at times, but, you know, we, we put them out there. So, you know, you can pass on that skills and knowledge because it's a, it's a gift, isn't it? It's a gift to give and I think that's why you end up feeling so good about it as well because you if you can help or you you've passed on that knowledge as well so Yolanda thank you so much for joining me um we will put oh, thank you for having oh, me we'll put all the details in the show notes um so if you want to find out more about literally Yolanda's growing portfolio of programs which I know she's massively passionate about or get involved in the podcast or take some of that advice and guidance uh away because you know this is so important that that's that's what we created what we do isn't it to pass on those skills and knowledge thank you so much thank you for listening remember we have these episodes weekly make sure you subscribe please don't miss an episode and please do share because we are on a path to pass on our knowledge and power for good and if you would like to find out more please sign up to our digital hub the wearepower.net you'll find all of our voices our power voices our power network our power events and our power insights all over that notwithstanding you can check out all of our brilliant future list of power list all over them my name is Simone Roche um, this is the Northern Power Women podcast a What Goes On Media production oh, yeah.